this is the part one of the Eucharist. As I said earlier, we have three of them. Then, uh, so we first talk about the sacramental nature of the Holy Eucharist. So what is the Eucharist? We know that it's a sacrament wherein Christ makes himself present, body, soul, blood, and divinity. And it is also in the fullness of his passion, death, and resurrection. He invites us to accept the salvation he offers us and to receive the gift of his body and blood as the food of eternal life. So with this, we entered into a communion with him and also with members of the mystical body of the church. What are the names given to this sacrament, both in sacred and in tradition of the church? The Eucharist is called by various names. It depends on the origin, as I said earlier. So because these names reflect the multiple aspects of this sacrament, expresses its limitless richness. So Eucharist means act of thanksgiving. Giving and recalls Jesus' words at the Last Supper. And he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, it's also the breaking of the bread. So first we have the, he took the bread, breaking the bread, and a memorial of the Lord's passion, death, and resurrection. And the Last Supper, name that underlined the sacrificial aspect of the Eucharist. It is the holy sacrifice, the holy sacrifice of the Mass, the sacrament of the altar, and the host. Other means that try to express the reality of Christ's presence in the consecrated elements. So sacrament of the body and blood of Christ the bread of heaven, the blessed sacrament, other names that refer to Christ brings about in each of the faithful and in the whole church. So that's the effects, the bread of life, true bread of the children, cup of salvation, viaticum, so that he may not grow weary or our way to our heavenly homeland. So we have the communion. This last name, indicates that we are united with Christ and to all the members of his mystical body. Finally, the Eucharist, it's a celebration, is called the Mass or the Holy Mass. From the Latin rite, it refers to the sending forth of the faithful after communion. So the Eucharist in the sacramental order of the church because of the Blessed Trinity's love for men, the presence of Christ in the Eucharist brings all graces to the church and to mankind. The Eucharist is the most exalted sacrament because Christ himself, the very person of Christ, is truly, really, and substantially present at every Mass. So the Eucharist is the source and summit of our Christian life, the center of all church life. So the Eucharist is the third sacrament of Christian initiation. Baptism and confirmation have been seen as a preparation for taking part in the Eucharist as necessary steps for entering into 
the sacramental communion with Christ. The promise of the Eucharist and its institution. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me will live because of me. So that's God's promise. Now we go to the institution in its Paschal context. And he said to them, I have earnestly decided to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I shall not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after supper, saying, This cup, which is poured out for you, is the due covenant of my blood. The institution of the sacrament and its paschal contents. Our Lord Jesus Christ instituted this sacrament at the Last Supper. The three synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, have given us the account of the institution. So the following is the synthesis. Then Jesus then celebrated the Last Supper. In the context of the Jewish Passover, but at the Lord's Supper, something completely new took place. So the center was not the Lamb of the Old Testament, but rather Christ himself. The body that he gave up, offered in sacrifice to his father for mankind, and his blood poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins, as St. Matthew pointed out. Thus, we can say that Christ, rather than celebrating the old Passover, announced and carried out, anticipating it sacramentally, the new Passover. So the New Testament lies hidden in the Old, and the Old Testament is unveiled in the New. So do this in remembrance of me. Makes clear the institution that took place at the Last Supper. So he asked us to respond to his gift to us, which is the body he gave up for us and the blood he shed for the remission of our sins. And then he said, with these words, Christ established the following. Who can celebrate the Eucharist, the apostles, and their successors in the, in the priesthood? He determined the basic elements of the rite, the same one he employed, and which is the bread and wine, and a prayer of thanksgiving and blessing. And then second, the consecration of the gift into the body and blood of the Lord. Then the distribution of and communion. So these things we also, Christ has instituted this before when he gave up his body and blood for us. So now 
Christ is also doing this at mass, in every mass, but it's just bloodless. Uh, blood in remembrance of me, Christ directed his apostles and their successors to celebrate a new memorial. This memorial rite has a special efficacy because it makes the reality signified. So the effects of it is really the true presence of Christ, our Paschal Lamb, and His redeeming sacrifice. So liturgical celebration of the Eucharist. The church, obedient to our Lord's command, celebrated in the Eucharist in Jerusalem, Troas, Corinth, and in every where and everywhere that the Christianity spread. From the Acts, it was above all on the first day of the week, Sunday, the day of Jesus' resurrection, that Christians met to break bread. From that time down to our own day, the celebration of the Eucharist has been continued so that today we encounter it everywhere in church with the same fundamental structure. So the fundamental structure of the celebration, faithful to Jesus' commandment, the church guided by the Holy Spirit celebrates the Eucharist as performed by Jesus Christ at the Last Supper. Essential elements must be the same as those at the original Eucharist. So we have the Eucharistic assembly, assembly of Christ's disciples, the carrying out of the new memorial rite. So the Eucharist assembly from the beginning of the church, church life, the Christian assembly celebrating the Eucharist has been hierarchically structured. So Christ himself is the head, principal agent of the Eucharist, high priest of the covenant. He presides invisibly over the Eucharistic celebration. So bishops or priests acting in the person of Christ, the head, presides over the assembly, speaks after the readings, receives the offerings, says the Eucharistic prayer. So other participants, we have uh, the readers, the offerers, the lay ministers, and the whole people where amen manifest their participation. So you could imagine that our amen during mass is very important because that is our participation in the Eucharist. So a validly and ordained priest can consecrate the Holy Eucharist, pronouncing the words of the consecration. It is the bishop and the ordained priest through the sacrament of holy orders who who consecrate the Mass. So what is the structure of the celebration? Uh, since the very beginning of the church, two important parts were established by Christ himself on his encounter with his disciples on the road of Emmaus. First, the liturgy of the word, which includes the proclamation and reception of God's word. Then the second, we have the liturgy of the Eucharist, which includes the following. We have the offering of the bread and wine, Eucharistic prayer with the words of the consecration and the communion. The bread could be wheat or flour. The wine should be grapes in Persona Christi. Mm -hmm. 